0: Hey everybody! Welcome to another episode of the Vault. We're um we took a little one week hiatus, but uh we're back. Uh,
1: Chris, what's up, man? Hey man, I'm um I'm doing good. Sorry, i mean eating some ice cream here. But um sorry, I'm snacking on pretzel chips. Yeah, <laughs> I feel that. But yeah, so you know, I'm just having a little. Personally, we're just you know moving from our apartment back back into my mom's house as we look for our house. So. You all know how moving is, and it if you don't, if you don't, well, <laughs> you'll find out eventually.
0: I'm gonna just say this, man. When you move, you feel great to have it all done because, like, even if you got everything lined up, you got the moving car, you got your buddies all set to help you move, even when it's all planned out right, it still can be stressful.
1: Yes, it can. You, nice. you
0: can't you can't escape the stress, even if even if you're paying movers you still got to deal with the worry and anxiety like are they going to get my stuff back in one piece mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah uh, so we got all that going on and then as far as a business luckily it was crazy because when when we were moving first started moving <clears throat> i didn't have any clients i didn't have any or not clients i didn't have any vid- video projects mm-hmm. and so um but that was needed though, because I had to focus on moving all the all the stuff from the apartment into storage or into here or whatever. So <clears throat> it was a process, and I think everything is happening how it should. So well,
0: that's great, man. That's great, man. How about you? Uh, I mean, same old, same old with me. Ain't much changed over here. Uh, I, I I've been moved since <laughs> May. But uh everything's been all right. I've been having some all right weather so far in um in North oh North Carolina. It hasn't been too bad. I want to say it's been like fluctuating from like 50s to 60s, not fully summer yet, but uh I mean not fully
1: fall yet, but uh it's not bad. That sounds amazing because here in Detroit, Michigan. Oh yeah, I've been hearing y'all be getting snow on and off. On and off, and it was like it was in the teens um, a couple of days ago. <clears throat> then all of a sudden today, and I think yesterday, it's like forty-five degrees. So it's you know it's a nice change. But man, yeah, the, like roads were iced over. There was snow everywhere. It was crazy.
0: Yeah, it's um it's not bad down here for real. But um on a more excuse me on a more serious note, I wanted to um dedicate this episode to um uh, my cousin um my cousin randall he was like a big bro to me he's kind of recently um well not kind of he's recently transitioned on to the next world
1: i'm sorry to hear that
0: yeah 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 i am sad too it was a very short battle that he was dealing with but i just want to dedicate the episode to him
1: yeah. um
0: figure why not um better now than never um but um i hear that you recently um saw a film and I saw this, too. You saw nine days, right?
1: I saw nine days. <clears throat> saw nine days. OK. And um, to, to start off with the bang, it did not deliver for me. Yeah, you think so? I thought.
0: I don't know how I feel about this movie. I like the idea of it. I like the idea of it, but it could be very tedious at some points. Mm-hmm. Like the acting was on point for what it was. I think Winston Duke, you know, your boy from a uh, Black Panther and Us, this is a great leading role for him. But you you kind of gotta have patience to watch this movie.
1: You gotta have patience. This this film <clears throat> starring uh, like you said, Winston Duke, Zazie mm-hmm. Beats, um, Bill Scarzar, you know, who played uh Pennywise and It in the most yes. recent uh adaptations of It. Um mm-hmm. <clears throat> It's I feel like it was made too late for the pacing, like the the pacing of the film. um, I felt like this film should have came out in the 90s or early 2000s because the pacing Hmm. of it was so slow. And it was while I can I can dig back into, you know, the 90s and early early 2000s, I can dig back and grab that patience. But, you know, I'm gonna give it a chance. Mm -hmm. But many viewers today in this world unless you are truly a cinephile like you know like we are um right. you're not going to give this this film a chance you're going to turn it off i had the thought to, to turn it off midway through possibly even earlier um because it was just so slow mm-hmm. they could have they, they could have cut out so much of that wasted time you know um yeah
0: but, you know, th- this is the kind of film where it premiered at Sundance, not the one, not the Sundance I just had, but the Sundance before that. And it's a, it's a typical Sundance film where, you know, it can have a little bit of a slow pace, but the story is engaging. If you if you get on this wavelength and, um, you know, if you just follow through on what's going on, like the, the main synopsis here is that a man. We don't know where this guy is. I think he's in heaven. I'm not really sure, but it's kind of like an in-between world. And his job is to interview five unborn souls to determine which one can be given life on earth. And um, the interview process is nine days. And they spend their time, you know, sitting in, you know, like doing different activities. He's, he asked them random questions. There's no right or wrong answer. He just asks them questions. And um, they look on these TVs and experience life through these different humans on earth to understand, to understand what it's like to be human. That's really what the film is about, what it means to be human. And I think when you look at it at that level on, on how it's trying to be, I don't think it's a bad film. Um, but like I said, you you got to have the patience to like it. It's one of those films where if you have the patience and you can be on this wavelength, you know, you it pays off in the end. It gives you a huge reward in the end. Um. Yeah. I. I you you attribute that to uh films in the nineties, huh? Films with slow paces?
1: Yeah, you know, because things uh films these days they, they move faster. And I I noticed this. Like what do you mean, for example, <laughs> a movie from the nineties? So like you got um you got films like uh oh man, I'm on the spot now. You got films like I'm trying to think of a good one. Um even Inception moves with a slower pace um than films made today like inception is good <laughs> inception captivates you but the films of today they move they, they cut so much faster they they leave out some of those moments where somebody's just like walking down the street and just you know taking in the view like all that stuff <clears throat> it's either cut out or it's it's shortened so that it's just like quick cuts or quicker cuts so that you can stay engaged for the rest of the story so something is always happening a good example of uh, a show today that has a quick pace is power. Um, it's super fast. It puts you right in the action, and right. there's not a there's not a, there's not a lot of time for fluff. It's a, it's hard hitting. It's one thing after the next, over and over again. This film, <laughs> it was like okay, we're gonna show this man walking ac- walking across the desert for mm-hmm. how long was it, man? It was like a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, come on, man. Like, you know, it was a lot of that could have been cut out. We could have shown him walking out into the desert and then walking to that house he was going to. And that would have been it. But instead, they showed him walking in the desert, showed his feet walking, showed the light and everything, then showed him walking some more, walking some more, walking some more. It was like, come on.
0: I mean, it's an independent film. Like, I I kind of forget. Well, don't you feel like. I'm not going to say would you rather, but don't you enjoy those films that kind of give the time, give the movie room to
1: breathe? I'm not going to lie. I, I do enjoy it And I, I I do feel like there's a certain artistic ability in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if you're trying to stay current with like today's times and keep viewers interested, it's, it's, it becomes kind of, um, dare I say mundane. Like mm-hmm. I feel like a good show that, uh, mixes this up a lot but keeps you engaged is is um euphoria euphoria does a good job of like uh keeping with the characters um in a in a a weird slow but at the same time fast paced it's 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 weird and that's why that's why euphoria is so good because it mixes um that slower pace with that faster pace as well
0: I mean i think euphoria is like really straight to the point in your face uh hey man we're going to throw a lot of sex and dongs at you so just you know there's that there's that aspect just (laughs) just 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 be prepared and plus we got some emotional performances for you too
1: yeah i'm just teasing
0: but yeah
1: yeah i mean i i I feel it and i i feel like you know in order to uh fully get the point out you kind of have to have some pushback because uh you know would I be able to recommend this film to anybody? Um, of course to you, of course I, I would be able to. You, obviously, you know, we're on the same page as far as this goes. It's like, you mm-hmm. know, this is this is it's art. It's a different this kind is, of movie. It's a different kind of movie. It's an art yeah. piece, really. That's what it is. But could I recommend this to just, you know, any Joe on the street? No, I wouldn't be able to. You gotta know your audience. Yeah.
0: Like I, I think for what it was and um for a debut film too. I feel like the director um here, what's his name? Um Edson Oda, I feel like he did a great job. If it is a he, I don't know if it's a he or a she, but Oda did a great job with their debut here, man. I would honestly give it, I, it was slow. I give it a 3.5 out of five on my end.
1: See, I, I, I teeter between 2.5 and three. Um, If 2. you're able to five, 2.5 oh, wow. and three, bro. If you're able to sit through this, I mean, the message also, this is the other part. I was expecting a bigger message at the end. I mean, the message is simple, really like how life is. The message yeah. the message in life is simple, but um, <sighs> there, there are ways to make it more impactful. Um, right. I, feel like it was, I feel like it was almost too realistic as far as the message goes.
0: It depends because the way I look at it, I put myself in the characters in the main character's shoes. He. He doesn't have an easy job, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And he he deals with heartbreak in that one soul he has watched on Earth from, um you know, life to death, haunts him, you know, what I'm mm-hmm. saying when he was on Earth, because he used to be on Earth, mm-hmm. you know, without giving anything away. He was a very sensitive soul. But, you know, there's a little bit of violent There's a, there's a little bit of like violent repressed rage to that sensitivity
1: mm.
0: not understanding why the world can be as cruel as it can be
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah i think i think it does explore many ideas like i think in the end the resolution to me wasn't meant to be so neat and tidy
1: mm-hmm. i mean so here's the thing right so a lot of a lot of people compare this to the movie soul you know the the, the disney uh, I, can movie, I can see that i can see that And they compared it, yeah, and for, you know, for for obvious reasons, I I don't want to give anything away, but um, Soul did a good job of keeping that pacing up, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, the pacing of Soul was more in your face, right? This film... It's an audience, though. You're right. Pixar. Pixar, you're right. It's, It's geared more towards kids and stuff. But still, even adults love Soul. When it came out, everybody was talking about it on... Facebook. Everybody's talking about it on you know whatever social media platform. There was at least one or two posts about it, mm-hmm. but nine days, yeah, I didn't hear anybody talking about it. You well, know? yeah, this
0: this movie was released like on the low low. Like I mean, when yeah, I, when I saw the AMC, I I didn't even know it was there at first. I saw previews about it, like like little like uh, oh here's an independent film coming, you know stuff like that. But when it was finally at AMC, like I I I was kind of thrown up by surprise when it got released and I went and went to see it. It didn't have. Um, I don't think this film had a lot of people talking about it on social media because it wasn't. I'm not going to say it wasn't marketed well, because I'm, I'm sure you market what you can for a small film like this. But. It just some films don't grab that cult following immediately. You know what I'm saying? you got to give so- it some time.
1: So so you're saying that this is one of the films that might pop up on Netflix or pop up on you know whatever streaming platform and then it might get a, a following. It happens. Films
0: that come to Netflix, especially if Netflix does that thing where they well, on their Facebook, they say, "Okay, now streaming on Netflix" and it's a movie that whether it be a little older or newer, they say, "Oh, we got this film now if you mm-hmm. want to check it out. It could it could uh it could soar.
1: So so here's the thing. Um this this <sighs> when i saw this i saw this with my mom and and her uh boyfriend right okay when we were watching it my mom fell asleep which isn't abnormal my mom you know she she just falls asleep on movies but before she fell asleep she was like okay chris this one is boring and i was like okay you know I, yeah i get it it's moving slow um so she didn't like it she didn't even finish it um my mom's boyfriend, he likes a multitude of movies like he he just like, you know, he likes a lot of a lot of zombie movies, but he just likes, you know, movie for the art form. Of He's it, eclectic. Right? Yeah. So okay. when I was talking to him about it, you know, we, we were discussing, you know, the ins and outs of it. He was like, you know, it was a little slower, but I could still appreciate it because of the messaging and the in the in the, the performances, especially the, the the last scene with Winston Duke when, when he had that monologue
0: yeah when he recited the poem yeah
1: yeah so you know he he really loved that and so he found like the the good parts of it but the fact that he said you know it was a little slow or whatever i feel like it brings me back to that point of you know it could have been done differently
0: yeah i mean yeah yeah is art can be in the eye of the beholder you know i understand look the way you feel about this I'm kind of hesitant to recommend to you one of my, you know, legit favorite movies that when I saw it in theaters, I was a little thrown off by how different it was. I was like, man, this movie is, this movie's trash. But watching it a second time, (laughs) I was like, this is a very deep movie. You ever seen
1: a film called The Tree of Life? Oh, yes, I saw that. I saw that with, um, what's his name? Uh, Brad Pitt. Oh, no, never mind. That's the wrong one.
0: Yeah, it had Brad Pitt and Sean Penn and Jessica Chastain was in it. OK, yeah, I I feel like you should at least watch the trailer for that movie. to See if That movie's for you, because I think you would love it because of the way it's shot. Has beautiful cinematography, has a deep meaning to it about life. And it has like. It follows like um this young man as he grows up with his uh, two brothers, in this household by, you know, like his strict father and his like nurturing mother. And it's like that justice juxtaposed with like the birth of existence. Mm. And it's just, it's a beautiful, weird, unusual film. Now, Mm. I I think you would, I think you would like it, but I don't know how you would react to it after watching this. This, It's a better movie than this. Tree of Life is better than nine days, but it has those kind of slow moments where it gives the film room to breathe. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm
1: yeah you know i'll say this you know i i can i can still appreciate those films that you know gives room to breathe um mm-hmm. that's it lets, it lets the film itself breathe the only thing is it's just not as shareable you know i can't i can't communicate to a mass audience with it you know i can't i can't um engage with others, because I, I, you know, they won't have the patience to watch it. And that's, I feel like that's the part that sucks. It's like, you have to be in the right, you have to know the right people that will appreciate it for what it is. And I think that's the hard part for me. Um, I can watch it for myself, and I can pick, you know, the good parts about it, and just, you know, have the conversation points, about oh, that, I like, I like how they did that, like how, how they did that. But when it's not shareable, and, um, you know, it doesn't really start conversation that's, I think that's what I have a hard time with.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Dude, last time we talked, you said you were starting the anime monster. Did you start it?
1: I did start it. Um, I haven't finished it yet. I, um, well, of course uh, you were not finished, it. 74. Yeah, episodes. yeah, it is. It is 74 episodes, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So I started watching it and it's good. Like it's, it's more, um, it's one of those ones where you, you, it kinda, slow you it slow you it kind of slowly wraps you into it um mm-hmm. yeah and it gets it gets better and better as you get you know more involved so mm-hmm. i'm i'm looking to start back up again cuz i was watching it i was watching like two episodes per night or whatever at first mm-hmm. um and then i started the moving process and i kind of just like you know stopped but um I, do that.
0: I watched that show over the course of like 2 to 3 years i would just pop <laughs> in i would just pop in and out of it and then recently i just finished it Take your time.
1: Yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those. But yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it so far. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, to seeing what what comes next for Doctor Tinma.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's a great protagonist, man. Like, he's a great protagonist because like him and Johan, without giving anything away, they're really the opposite of each other. He believes in life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying you you get a you get a sense of that in the first episode. He believes in preserving life. You know, what I'm saying. Whereas Johan is like is like all pro chaos mm-hmm. and things like that. Like you
1: um what episode are you on? I'm on I would have to go back and, and let you know, but uh are you I, in the teens? I, I don't think I'm in the teens yet. Okay. Um yeah, um I would, I would have to go back. It's in my history.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Um, all right, so recently. I saw the new J Lo film, "Marry Me, Marry Me," Say yes. Oh, uh, okay. That song stuck in my head, man. But um, yeah. So "Marry Me," uh, the newest J Lo film. It was it was in theaters and it was streaming on Peacock Premium. I was about to
1: say this, man. It's streaming on Peacock, man. You watching Peacock yeah.
0: now? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Um, but I happened I happened to catch the film, so you know. Here's the thing, though, when it comes to Jennifer Lopez, I have immense respect for her as a romantic comedy lead. Like she 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 sells a romantic comedy in the film. Like she sells it with her charisma, you know, her humor, her uh, screen presence. Mm. And you could say the reverse for Owen Wilson with a lot of romantic comedies. He's in. He sells it with his uh, charisma, his presence. I got to say, with this film, it took a while for their chemistry to kind of like sink to me because they're both charming leads, but it's like the situation that their characters are in, you gotta have on point chemistry to sell that. Mm-hmm. Let me let me back up and explain what this film is about. So, I mean, you probably know, but anyway, Kat Valdez, who was played by J-Lo, she's a pop star that's getting ready to marry her fiance, uh, Bastion, uh, played by singer Maluma. And it's gonna be like a, a nationally a screened event. It's a huge concert. They're going to get married on stage performing their song right before they get married. It gets revealed that uh, her um, fiance has been cheating on her. Like a page six story comes out, I think, or something like that. So um, Owen Wilson, in the meantime, he's in the audience uh, with his uh, daughter and his um, his friend from that works with him at, at school. He's a teacher. Sarah Silverman works with him at the school so all three of them are there in the audience and he's holding up Sarah Silverman sign, you know marry me and she decides you know J-Lo decides like you know life is all about risk so why don't I take one hey you in the audience I'll marry you so Owen Wilson is just like a regular schmo regular guy you know he just cares about his daughter his dog and he's kind of like he's he's a good guy you know where Cat Valdez is kind of like a She's she's like a Jennifer Lopez. She's she's a big pop star. She lives this lavish life with assistants at her beck and call. You know, um, everyone, all her agents and managers kind of like determining her every move. Her social media is coordinated. So he's like a he's a stranger in this world. You know, what I'm saying Um, so, you know, it gets a little shaky. It becomes very generic romantic comedy ish in the beginning, as expected you know, because they're trying to learn one another. They're trying to figure, should we keep up this charade of a marriage? Or should mm-hmm. we get to know each other? Or what, what should we do here? I think when the characters like layers kind of get peeled back a little bit, that's when the film gets interesting mm-hmm. because, you know, Owen Wilson's character kind of challenges J-Lo to like, can you take a, a day, like even a week without being on social media, without having your agency <laughs> managers all around you? You know, yeah. what I mean, like, have you ever drove, dr- driven yourself before? Yeah. I know how to drive my car. I know how to get in my house, you know, but in reality, she doesn't because everybody else does it for her. Yeah. And she challenges him like, hey, why don't you start a social media page? Why don't you have a little bit more fun? You know, like come out of your shell. Um, the film is what it is. It's a romantic comedy with J. Lo and Owen Wilson, but their chemistry gets stronger as the film goes on. And I feel like the final act is really good though. The final act kind of ha- kind of packs some emotion into it because it's not even about them, it's about Owen Wilson's daughter mm-hmm. and like this um math league competition that that she and his classmates are in. And uh yeah, I gotta say the final act was really touching, man. I really liked it. So I would recommend you and Ann see this film whenever y'all get a chance when it's you know beyond Peacock and I don't hey. know out there in the internet somewhere. But uh, I feel like this was a solid romantic comedy. I wasn't disappointed. I give it solid three. Okay.
1: It sounds like a solid three out of five. Okay, that's not bad. That's right in the middle. It sounds like that movie with, uh, uh, who was that? Um, the, the Proposal, it's, not, it, it's giving me those kinds of vibes.
0: That movie was funnier okay. in, a, in, a, in a better film. Okay, <laughs> with Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds.
1: Yep, yep. Oh yeah,
0: that movie was funny, dog. <laughs> that was a different level.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was an interesting one.
0: The music is pretty good in this movie, though. The music that J Lo and and uh, Maluma making this movie are it, it's pretty solid. Mm. Are you one of these people that has this Encanto song stuck in your head? Because it's not it's not stuck in mine. So the Bruno song?
1: It it wasn't stuck in mine um it only became stuck in my head when my wife and my kids start singing it all day and then on on Mm. top of that because the kids like the movie so much we've seen it like oh my goodness probably about 25 times at this point so i mean obviously yeah (laughs) so obviously you know when when your house is saturated with it that much you know it's almost impossible not to get at least one song stuck in your head
0: I think the only song that got stuck in my head is the first opening song where she's introducing the whole family.
1: Mm. Um, for me, you know what? I, I liked Luisa's song. Uh that was a pretty good one. Which the, one the, was the, she? The, the the Sister Who's Who's Strong?
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot which one that was, but I know who you're talking about. I know, I know the character, but I forgot what
1: her song was. I'm not nervous, I'm the strong one, something like that. Okay.
0: Yeah. That wasn't a bad movie. I thought that was pretty cool.
1: Oh, yeah. The the movie is good. I mean, you know, that's uh, you know, you know, Disney Disney doesn't really miss with their films. Um, so you know, I no no complaints about the movie at all. I I enjoyed it. And in fact, if my family hadn't watched it so much, I probably would have, you know, watched it a second time. But uh I,
0: I had a funny thought today, man. I was um I was walking. Do you remember a bug's life? Yep. I uh, you remember that that whole film kind of took place. Did it take place underneath a, like a one a plant in a ground or something like that?
1: It was. um Well, uh, a bug's life took place. Yeah, it was like they're they were in the grass or whatever. And I okay. think uh, the main character ventured out to, to find help. Right, um, right. Yeah
0: i was i remember i was walking and i was looking at like a tree bush that was on the ground and i was like dog there's like 10 films worth of disney pixar plot going on in that tree bush bro
1: (laughs) i (laughs) think i saw that you made a status about that didn't you
0: yeah yeah i just thought about it today and i was like man like there's like 10 films going on in that bush man
1: (laughs) yeah yeah for real you know what my favorite one was though it was ants that was that was my favorite uh bug movie (laughs)
0: Ants was really good. Ants had like I gotta say, Ants had better jokes in it. Bugs Life was more geared towards kids, which is what we were. But mm-hmm. I want to say Ants was like uh, Ants was a little bit more funnier. Mm-hmm. I like them both to be honest.
1: Yeah, Ants Ants took it was funnier, but it, it also took a, a a serious tone too, which was like which was interesting as well. More so than Bugs Life, I I think so. You know, the, it was it was a little bit darker, like you know how they graded the film and stuff like that it was more more dramatic um the ending scene you know where the 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 colony got flooded and stuff like that was kind of that was intense at least at least for me back then they all got out alive i mean they they they, well i think didn't one character die or something like somebody's head got got chopped off from the 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 beatles they fought or something like that oh yeah the starship trooper scene yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I couldn't. I guess, man, but I still looked at it like it was a cartoon. You, you are right though. It did have like some very. Ser- it had a serious tone to it, but it's it's a good movie though. I like
1: Ants. Yeah, it is. So if, if y'all haven't seen Ants or a Bug Life, those are two other recommendations. For oh, y'all, so check those out.
0: I gotta throw one more in there. It has nothing to do with bugs, but it has to do with like um, talking toys. Small
1: Soldiers, dude. Oh, Small Soldiers was one of my favorite movies. That movie is the jam. Oh man, yeah. Oh, I, I actually I, I gotta watch that again. I haven't seen that in a long time. There was Archer, and then there was
0: gut. There, there was Colonel. What was the Colonel name? Or was he a general?
1: It, to Tommy to Lee talk. Jones played him. Tommy Lee Jones was in it. Yeah, Gregory Smith, Kirsten Dunst. I didn't even realize all these people were in it.
0: Yeah, Kirsten Dunst was in it. That was it. That was in theaters around the same time as Armageddon. It was 1998. Yeah, the movie was dope, man. Yeah,
1: it was. That's 24 years old now, bro.
0: I can't believe it.
1: <laughs> it's crazy.
0: <laughs> can't believe oh, it. Man. But yeah. But um, I want to talk to you about one more film I saw do I don't always get into it but when I um when I have time I do like to get into british tv like um I like I, I think I watched the first two seasons of Aegis Elba's show Luther mm-hmm. I think I watched um I I think I started Peaky Blinders but I never like I never finished the first episode cuz like, I got sidetracked same thing with Sherlock but I liked what I saw Dude, I saw a made-for-TV um, British film called Help.
1: Mm-hmm. It's good, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah, this had Joni Comer, um, the actress from The Last Duel and Killing Eve, and it had Stephen Graham, who if you saw him, you you know him. He uh he was in. Boardwalk um, Empire and the Irishman, like like he played Al Capone, in the Irishman, if you ever watched that. No, he he played Al Capone in Boardwalk Empire if you ever watched that show. I
1: n- I have not watched that. I remember I, that was on my list at one point but I got sidetracked with all of the other content floating around there. Okay.
0: You know him if you saw him.
1: Yeah.
0: Um so anyway, this film starts like right at the right before COVID-19 pandemic begins in United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So they're in Liverpool. So Jody Comer's character, she's a woman named Sarah that's um she becomes a young healthcare assistant at this care home, and uh, one of the patients, uh, played by Stephen Graham, is a middle-aged man who has early onset Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nice guy, very friendly. She gains a nice friendship with him. So while she's working there, you know, she's a spunky girl. Kind of comes from, I guess, what you would call the ghetto of over there in Liverpool. Mm-hmm. So she, 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 she's a strong woman. She's a little gutsy, she's she's friendly, funny. So when she's working at the care home, COVID, the COVID-19 pandemic hits all of a sudden. And now she's working with a skeleton crew. Mm-hmm. And um, so she's dealing with certain patients, you know, you know, they're starting to contract the the, the virus, and you know, some of them are dying, and she's kind of like mostly all alone because I like, again it's a skeleton crew working there. Yeah. So um as the film progresses. You know, there comes a point where she like confronts management like, listen, you can't just give these people pills and just shrug them off. You know, like this is a vi- this is a pandemic. You know, we're here to care for these people, not just say give him some medicine to calm him down and make him drool a lot so he can so he can <laughs> like stabilize out. It's really a commentary on the health. Basically, health care in general, like with over there in Britain, and it can even be applied to us here in America, because I know we're probably worse. But um, I don't want to give anything away, but it's a pretty powerful movie, man. Great performances. And it did its job with the message it was trying to give. I give it I give it a four out of five.
1: Oh, nice. I love I love uh, British accents, you know, United Kingdom accents, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. A film that I watched a long time ago was called Codote Hood. I don't know if you've seen that. Adulthood. Adulthood. K i d u l t h o o d. It's um, ah.
0: I never heard of that.
1: It's a. Uh, it's. It's kind of. I, I'm not sure. I wouldn't say coming of age, but maybe it is. But it's. it's, an it's Interesting um, title. <clears throat> yeah, bro. It's. Uh, I, I stumbled upon it uh, when I was younger, and um, I, I just I fell in love with it. It's um. It was made in. 2006 and mm-hmm. um it has Good reviews noel clark red madrid i mean th- these are people that you know we probably really don't know i haven't really seen them acting besides noel clark noel clark um actually was in uh star trek okay um, he was in the uh star trek in into darkness okay um yeah, so that's 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 a good one. And, you know, if if, if you check that one out, let me know. Um, it, This is kind of like a I, w- I want to say a precursor to like, you know, films like Skins, uh, definitely, you know, a precursor to films like Euphoria. It teeters along the same lines as Degrassi, but it gets a little bit darker. Um, yeah, this, this looks
0: like a um uh, a British version of hey, what's that movie I used to watch as a kid called Kids Said New York City came out in the
1: 90s. I never I never watched kids. I never watched that one. But, yeah, I, I heard people made the comparison between skins and kids, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what this looks like. All Pretty right. I'll, I'll, I'll take note
0: of this. This looks interesting. Yeah. All right, man. All right, folks. Well, that's going to be it for this episode. Thanks for rocking with us. Sorry about the one week hiatus. Uh, everything smooth sailing from here on in. Uh,
1: like, share, and subscribe. Y'all take it easy. Peace.